0: teaching and research assistants at Temple University voted to authorize a strike for the first time in the union's history. By the end of January 2023, they had moved the strike from a vote to the campus pavement. Sounds of fed-up TAs and RAs have filled Temple's campus for over a month as they strike for a livable wage that accurately represents their workload. Health care for dependents and families, more time for leave of absences in case of pregnancy or death, and better working conditions overall. Hello, my name is Kyla Miller. I'm a junior communication and social influence major. And today we will be discussing the underbelly of the protests by Temple University Graduate Student Association, better known as TUGSA, located on Temple's campus. To help me investigate this, with me today are...
1: Ava Fitzgerald. I am an environmental studies major, minoring in communications. And I'm Kiara West, I'm a
2: communication studies major. We'll be discussing how
0: throughout this strike, TAs and RAs protesting have utilized the media as a tool while striking, how Temple as an institution has responded, and the evolutionary development of this protest. So let's first discuss how these protesters are targeting the institution. The advancement of technology has become an immensely powerful tool for protesting, as well as traditional news media. Tuxa's media presence has spread awareness about their strike and gained high-profile support from politicians and news outlets. Politicians such as Bernie Sanders, District Attorney Larry Krasner, and State Representative Malcolm Kenyatta These are just a few of the supporters of Texas Strike. This strike has also been picked up by big media news outlets such as CBS, ABC, and WHYY.
1: This can be attributed to the presence of social media and its strength of interconnecting anyone, anywhere, at immediate times. On February 2nd, Senator Bernie Sanders tweeted out that he stands in solidarity with Tugza, which went viral across all platforms, making the cause really well known amongst his 15.5 million followers and within the country. Sanders has tweeted, I stand in solidarity with Temple grad student workers who are striking for fair pay and benefits. If Temple can afford to pay its football coach $2 million per year, it can afford to pay its grad student workers a living wage and decent benefits. Without a doubt, Tugs's greatest method to spread awareness was through their clever use of social media. Case studies on digital progressive movements have shown that their messages are more likely to be engaged with due to the presence of social media. There is a power within transparent and open communication on platforms, such as Twitter and Instagram, which can engage government officials and place pressure on university administrators to have demands met. District Attorney Larry Krasner spoke at Temple, and this is what he had to say. Thank you for being out here. Thank you for using your feet to get here, using your hands to hold those signs, using your voices to say what you got to say, because this is how actually nonviolent social change happens, and it's how it's supposed to happen. He praised Tugza members for their fight and encouraged them to stand up for themselves in daunting times. This was followed by his critique on Temple as an institution. This is my message for the administration. My job is to try to be fair. I don't always get it right, but that's my job. Your job, running a great educational institution, should be similar. It should try to be fair. So let me get this straight. What is the explanation for people for showing up to get a prescription and their healthcare has been canceled and they have not been notified when they have a chronic illness? How is that trying to be fair? According to WHYY, Malcolm Kenyatta has been outspoken with support for TUGSA, Quote, what we don't love are working people who aren't able to pay their bills yet. What we don't love is for the people who do the research, who teach the classes, who sit with students, not to be able to feed themselves. End quote. The TAs and RAs wanted to take a stand, and they did. However, with the amount of support they garnered through social media, It's hard to believe that the struggle between the institution and its workers lasted as long as it did. So let's
0: discuss. How do you guys feel that the media attention of these protests were received by students specifically?
2: I think the media attention could have been a little overwhelming for students because it really just came out of nowhere. I saw the news down on campus myself, and even though I saw the protest in person, it was still like, wow, it's getting a lot of cro- coverage, and it's really becoming a spectacle mm-hmm. in this institution.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of news truck and stuff. What about you, Eva?
1: My you... mind immediately goes to the Bernie Sanders tweet. As a student, I witnessed Instagram story, story after story, reposting this tweet, which really shows how impactful his support was opening up conversations within the temple
0: community. Do you think it was just politicians like Bernie or politicians overall that kind of shaped this protest or?
2: I think that has given a lot of credit to the politician, and while they may have had a lot of influence, it was definitely Tuxa itself, it was the unions, it was the students that aren't the graduate students that were really putting it out there for everybody to see it.
1: Yeah, we can't undermine Tugza's efforts behind the scenes. And it's important to note that after these politicians spoke, Temple maintained a standstill with their policy in action. What,
0: what do we want? And when do we want it? Yeah. And who are we? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And who am I? Yeah. Yeah. And who's yeah. win?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the success that Tugza had came from all of his graduate students rallying together for a common good and as an undergraduate student on campus, it was a sight to see the unwavering perseverance of the graduate students in their fight for a fair contract. But honestly, my initial perception of the strike was that it was not inclusive of all graduate and research students. Over the course of the strike, I was disproven about its non-inclusivity. Yet the need to seek out marginalized voices initially left me with a question. How is the diversity of Tuts' strike shown through its physical and technological presence? The physical presence of the strike on campus revealed a common observation, a lack of black and brown bodies on the picket line. Though online, people of color were very noticeably seen supporting the organization. Whether that was a strategic or unintentional move is unknown. Were they using their privilege to protect their fellow TAs and RAs? Or did they see the unification of the union on social media as a tool to establish them as a collective voice to give their protest power? Now, reflecting on the course of the strike, it makes sense why, in the beginning, people of color would not use picketing as they're told to protest. However, this is not to discredit their contribution to the cause. Through social media, people of color were spreading awareness of the strike happening on Temple's campus, often contributing by reposting pictures of the striking spectacle or taking pictures themselves. Within the organization, graduate students of color have been making themselves seen within social media and news clips discussing information about the strike as well as their demands. Interpersonally, discussions of the strike have been happening between students of all backgrounds on campus, making sure that people do not forget the issues that strikers have and are not being told misinformation to hurt the cause.
0: What specifically stops someone from joining the front lines and participating in these protests? Often, protesters can face backlash from faculty members, which can result in social isolation, which can stop them from wanting to truly put their voices out there. Students can also feel burnout from protesting while trying to keep up with their academic load. Marginalized students especially are at risk of burnout even more so than their white, heterosexual, and cisgender counterparts. Because not only are these students fighting for a cause, but oftentimes they are fighting against systematic oppression that can overlap and be experienced within the institution of Temple. They also may have felt that their voice does not matter or that their identity or job is at risk if they choose to strike along with other students and Tugson members. A student felt that if they spoke out against the institution, funding would be taken away for the diversity center that they worked at. On February 8th, we saw that students had a right to be worried as Temple University made the decision to stop paying strikers, deactivate their health care, and make them no longer qualifiable for tuition remission. Social media and news media outlets collectively saw the horror in the retaliation that Temple sought to implement upon its own students, which only aided Texas' cause and gave them even more media attention, ultimately placing greater pressure on Temple administration to concede to TA and RA demands.
2: After taking away their pay, benefits, and tuition, Temple began to take protesters more seriously as they did not seem deterred by the repercussions. The takeaway from this should be that the pressures from a university have the potential to dissuade many groups of students and student workers from being proactive in social change movements that personally affect them. This only succeeded in further unifying TAs and RAs to support each other on the picket line and in marches so that the force of their numbers would let administration know that they could not be intimidated. It could even be implied that this last-ditch effort to force Tuxa to concede is what made their voices heard even louder. They continued to protest in spite of administrative retaliation and they gained support and a new contract due to their solidarity.
1: Within the strike period, despite continued support from everyone, the only people unwilling to compromise were within Temple University. The president of the university, Jason Wingard, has addressed the strike only twice within email correspondence. At the beginning of March, Wingard discussed how the Temple Association of University Professionals TAUP, a union that involves various Temple faculty, gathered to discuss confidence in the president, the provost, and the COO to d- due to their response to the protest. The second was March 13th, which addressed the ratified agreement between the university and the graduate and research assistants. Students felt threatened by the emails. There was a lot of commotion when Provost Gregory Mandel released emails that had language which undermined the protesters and their reasoning for striking. At the Bell Tower rally, the crowd of students booed at Mandel's comments.
0: So how do you guys think the community as a whole received the tension between Temple administration and student strikers?
2: I think it was hard to receive, perceive it as anything but antagonistic. They were treating its community members as the villains in the story when they were just making themselves seem villainous in their own nature.
0: Mm, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, the community was very angry. I mean, a lot of students showed up to the Bell Tower rally, the first one that took place, and they skipped class. They showed up, covered the grass on Bury Beach, and participated in walking with Tugza members. I mean, they were shouting and chanting. They were really angry, and I just think people were just fed up with um, Temple's current like constant emails, disregarding Tugza.
0: So do you guys think the protesters used the right tactics in order to gain that support and really let the community feel it?
2: Yeah, they used the tactics that they had in their back pocket. They used their social media platforms. They used the students in this community. They used the community itself. So I think they used the right tactics overall.
1: Yeah, I mean, everywhere I went, um, I saw tugs of uh, signs or flyers in the buildings of Glafelter or... Um, With even in my own apartment, there was stuff slipping underneath my door. So they were getting the message out, pretty well spread.
2: How do you think the strike has affected the university as an institution? Tugza has greatly affected the university by making history. After turning down previous offers, participating in countless hours of negotiations and vehemently striking, they finally came down to an agreement that has made everybody whole, as Tugza members have said. Their agreement was ratified 344 to 8, which is a tremendous landslide. The new agreement has given a significant initial bump in wages, a partial subsidy for dependent health care, which is a first in Tuxa's 20 year history, increases to paid parental and bereavement leave, including international travel, and new policy language to defend Tuxa members from discrimination, harassment, and being overworked. The changes implemented by the new agreement have positive effects on all students currently within TUGSA, as well as those looking to continue their education as a graduate student or research assistant. So, is the change institutions provide real? I would say that the change is only real when there are people to make them real. Following the protest of the Temple student workers, one thing is definite. When student unions or any student groups band together, institutions need to proactively work with those groups of students instead of create a hostile divide between themselves and terms of the institutions and the ones demanding change.
1: As of March 13th, 2023, Tugza has ratified a new agreement with Temple University that has ended their 42-day strike. Over the course of the 42 days, Tugza has been endlessly posting to their various social media platforms to bring forth Tugza member to- testimonials, videos of rallies, informationals about the conditions leading up to the strike, and reposting media about the strike. On protesting, people have been prepared to fight change with countless hours of devotion. All protesting does not have to be done on the front lines. Spreading awareness and knowledge are just as important. Additionally. Using connections and privilege are also great tools in protests along with social media.
0: So now that everything is said and done and the protest is over, do you think that the protest that they held was effective
2: and worth the while? The protest was definitely worth the while because they were able to achieve history within a month or so of protesting and do something that nobody has ever done in the union's history, and that leaves a legacy for other graduate and research assistants to follow in their footsteps and to get those same benefits received to them.
0: That's a good point. I totally agree. What do you think, Ava?
1: I do think it was effective. However, we have to acknowledge the downsides to having these graduate students strike. TAs were removed from classes, and people's education was effective. But... Tugza's efforts showed that social change is possible, despite it being hard and rigorous. It can inspire other students to take a stand for what they believe in while facing administrative pressures.
0: On that note, we call everyone to question not only who is protesting and what they are protesting against, but also what methods are being used within protest and who is not protesting and why. It is a fundamentally American right, and yet some citizens still feel as though they will face retribution that is not their right to wield. However, as time continues to adapt for everyone to be involved, those rights are beginning to be renewed and ingrained further. Protesting can create real change. It just takes patience and organization. We live in the era of revolution, and we can't ignore the need for change anymore. Change, and I mean real change, can only happen when people are in favor of the people. Then the underdog always wins.